Yes, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of FT Podcast. I am your host, Simba, as always, and I'm joined by my two culprits and Gaz and Tino. And also, we've got two very special guests in Spex and Tuba. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are well. I am well, my brother. I am well. I am well. I am a proud red devil, and I am well. I just thought I should get that out the way. I haven't seen you on the TR lately, bro. You haven't been adding me. What's going on? <laughs> well, first of all, the season is finished. I don't see why. I should be adding you so far. And yeah, you guys bought the Champions League. Oh, sorry, did I start? Oh. That was, uh, I mean to say that um, a, uh, the season is finished, so we don't have much to be adding each other about on the timeline. I feel, bro. I feel my team's got a European Cup and you guys lost to the Yellow Submarine, but let's not talk about that now. We're so early. So, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. And I'm, unlike Kuba, I'm not a proud creative. I can't do that. I'm not. I saw not as well as a certain Norwegian is that the hell. I don't Yo, I can imagine, bro. Yeah, even we might as well just start off there. Like, since we're doing a season review, I mean, I remember, of course, the Europa League was quite some time back, but in my head, I was thinking, Man United surely should win this. I mean, with all due respect to Villarreal, I think they're a good team, but I don't think they they could be better than Man United. They're not a better than Man United team. So I expect Man United to comfortably win this. Then, bro, all of a sudden, things just go south. Just tell me what what went wrong there. I mean, of course there are a lot of issues. People are saying Ole should have made subs. Um, the hair missing the penalties and all that. What was the issue? What really went south there? An average man. No, people average can't man. blame the hair. Yeah, you can't blame the hair. Yeah, it shouldn't have gotten there in the first place. <laughs> we were a far better team. Villarreal. I mean, come on. You, you know, like of course the, the 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 nice thing about football is that you never know what to expect. But there's some things that are written in the stars, man. You know, Man United, Villarreal. It's it. Damn, I'd fear Burnley more than Vin- Villarreal. You know. So nope. personally, for me, I think it's just that we just that our coach is just he's, he's not good enough. You know, someone once called him a PE teacher, and I, I could never unhear that ever since I heard it. Because when I look at the way he coaches and some of his decisions, I'm like, yep, this definitely has to be a PE coach. Yeah. You guys were playing well though. You were... no, no, during the season. During the season. Let's not forget. No, and beaten away. Remember those stats you guys used to bring up? The XG, yes. bro. Remember You're the being XG. a revisionist historian. You're ah. being a revisionist historian. I do not recall what it is that you're referring to. You know, bro. That's scraping wins, fam. <laughs> it was, if it gets hot, run, land, Bruno. Oh, do something. Make it happen. That's all yeah. you want. It was do, working, do, man. Hey, if did we not beat Brighton up to the working. final whistle, fam? This is how down bad we were. The game against Brighton, Brighton ended a draw. <laughs> Ten minutes later, we were declared winners. <laughs> that sums up our season, fam. Yeah, true. It's just luck and chance. I think I, I credit the brilliance of our season to the quality of our players, you know. And, you know, with, with the right coaching, given especially, you know, even our bench, we should have been a title contending team, you know, second, yeah, of course, second given our coach is probably the best we could have done. Winning would have been a stretch, just like Chelsea winning the Champions League. <laughs> Sorry. I started. Uh, uh, 
Ah, don't tell me, but like that. No. Yeah, I, our season is all down to the players. The fact that our brother, we actually have some quality there. I bailed, bailed of course, of many situations. Too many to count. And this time, I've only started to play in the second half. United fans, come on. Mm. I mean, okay, what well, I mean, that's about United fans is like, yes, you criticize Ole about playing a certain style. You criticize Jose. What is your ideal type of play and or formation, uh, team sheet? Let's get to that. Uh, what United fans want out of their team? But is, yeah. is it? It's, I don't think it's it's even about what's our type of play. You, you, if if you if you study United, you know, from back then, it's always been about exciting football, bro. We could come forth, you know, but if we're playing a football to me personally because I'm, I'm a lover of the game I, I appreciate it you know of course you know there, there comes a point where you're playing such good football that you can't come forth but you know if I'm seeing some sort of progress that this is a style that United are taking on you know let's say back then we used to play fast football counter-attack and now we're playing more of position football that's fine you know like that's how progress is you know you can't do the same thing all the time but we genuinely have no style you know and now we're doing counter-attack football which is I think has been the style for this season but genuinely I don't think it's because the coach insists on it I think it's just because our players are fast and they're good on the ball so credit to Ole probably a bit but I, I really just think we want an identity we've had too many coaches with too many different styles we just want an identity that suits United we'd rather struggle first but we have something where we look at it and say listen when you when you, when you you want this type of football watch Manchester United and eventually it'll work for us okay. and you Hillary what would you like obviously I would prefer like positional play and that sort of stuff you know like where I mean, just quite simply, everyone is, well, most people enjoy watching like Pep Guardiola sides. It doesn't have to be like that, but something where you can see that there's like certain patterns of play, whether it's either in a defensive counter-attacking structure or a, an attacking front foot structure. But as long as they're like patterns of play and consistency, and you can say that, okay, yeah, there's an actual game plan. There's a method to the madness. Like I know Specs, Specs, he just wants to win, but he, I think Specs probably shares the same sentiment that there has to be a plan. You can't just show up on a Saturday and be like, okay, I'm just going to put 11 players on the field and hopefully their combined talent will get us through. That worked for Real Madrid. Manchester United is not Real Madrid. Because what happened when Cristiano left? Same thing now. What happens when Bruno leaves? We'll probably drop out of the Europa spot. Yes, and I agree with what everyone is saying. I just wanted to segue into like the next question I wanted to ask when you guys are talking about philosophies and what you want to see about your team. And I'll give the one, this one to Specs is that over the last couple of seasons, I think Ole has been in charge for what, three seasons now? And of course, people say there's been progress. He's finished in the top four back to back. He's gotten to the final of the Europa League. And finally, he signed a couple of good players. But then now I'm thinking, like, what is the actual difference between what Ole has done and what Jose has done? Because I see that, of course, Jose won um, the Europa League, the Carabao Cup, I think, and the Community Shield. But then when he came second in that league, when he had a horrible team, people were slating him, saying, yeah, Jose out, Jose football's boring, Jose doesn't have money. I don't have an identity yet again. A couple of seasons later, bring in Ole, and now all of a sudden, it's no, it's improvement. We finished second. Um, you've gotten to a final. Like, what's that all about? Isn't that just setting for mediocrity? Bex, what do you what do you think about that, bro? Oh, this is not uh, what main season. Yeah, you know, like you want to win, but also it's about having a passion of play. That's all. You know, show that you know there's something you did in training. Watching United, it looks like these old good training takers go literally posting on their way. But yeah, now back back to the same old and feed. Kids. Oh, this is so, man, I don't care. Like, I don't understand. People actually sit and tell me United have improved that kind of sport. What? Because the players are smiling more. Nah, fam. I don't care about your smile. They have to win trophies. It's that simple. How can you tell me they've improved? They've won that 
percent of this season is second with clear points than Mourinho got and Jonathan Talman's United have improved. It's honestly, in my opinion, the most delusional thing I've ever heard in my life that United have improved since Mourinho left. Literally, Mourinho, statistically speaking, is the best man that United have had since Alex left. He still has the better win percentage, more trophies, the best finish. It's ridiculous to say there's an improvement. It's, I, I really don't understand. It doesn't make sense. But I, the thing is, people just hate Mourinho. That's just how it is. The agenda must be him. That's all there is. But yeah, man, that, that's how I feel about it. But I, don't, I can't make it. Solskjaer has the better players, but you know, Mourinho's Mourinho. But I, I let it go. I let it go and uh, I let him watch what United is doing right now. You know, as much as people don't like the style that Mourinho plays, at least you knew what United was about. You were going to defend Bollard, you know, and we're, and we're just going to counter-attack. You could see what was happening, you know, defensive transition. This is how we're going to sit back. Oh, please remember, this, this is a manager who managed to concede 18 goals with the center back pairing of Chris Morning and Phil Jones. Valencia was right there. Ashley Young was left there. Like, that says it all. Yeah, and I actually hear that, man. I find it really baffling that people always have this like sentiment towards like Ole that no um he's still improving he's a young manager and no United are improving but then when like what speaks is there's like this agenda when it comes to to Jose that yeah um oh Jose we finished second uh, we're horrible we're trash we have no identity and all that guys you wanna you wanna jump in and say something bro I just wanted to play devil's advocate here you can't compare Mourinho and Ole Mourinho has has a historical track record of having success of course, uh, the standards, his standards are going to be higher in terms of winning trophies and um, competing at the highest level. When you signed Jose, you thought this guy is going to bring back a Premier League or a Champions League or something, or a competition of the highest level. But Ole is is, is unexperienced. He's now developing his tactical style. It's, you need to give him time. You need to give him a bit more time. That's one thing I wish we had done with Ole, with uh, Lampard as a Chelsea okay. fan, but that was not the case. Maybe next season is the is the end or and all if he can do something but he's still developing his style oh, oh hold up hold up hold up hold. another thing I need to get rid of is this illusion that also is a new manager guys this guy started managing in 2009 please can we get rid of this illusion that was developing tactics? nah nah sir. oh also has been in management for over 10 years now there's nothing like this new you all know what Pep Guardiola has done in 10 years and please can we leave this illusion of he's a new manager no he's not new Cardiff is different from United. Different level, different standards, different players. It's a, it's a huge step in. should have never gotten the job because he's not he's not at the level to be managing a top level club. He should not be. He should have okay. never gotten and the job. And I said it from 2018, right? And also told me, oh wait, you'll see, you'll see. He went from this amazing run. Ferdinand was there. Get the contract out. Oh, give him, give him the contract. All this nonsense. Really? You've got to be kidding me. The beginning of last season, we were horrible. Horrible. Until February, when a certain Portuguese signed, and he's been the one holding it down. Ah, man, don't get me started on this Norwegian bro, please. Ah, Yo, yes, this man, is, man has broken a lot of people's <laughs> hearts. <laughs> he really has. I mean, and I agree with Specs. I mean, I hear what Gaz is saying about the difference in standards, but what you realize is that there's a great equalizer when, when you're talking about the difference of standards between Ole and Jose, and that's Manchester United, which with every single trinket and, you know, medal and everything that Jose has to show for his illustrious career over the past two decades it pales in comparison to Manchester United so it's not like we can hold Jose to a different standard than Ole because Ole is you know the both of them they're still you know they pale in comparison 
into what Manchester United is and the standards that Manchester United respect. Um, because and, and that just leads me to all like specs thing where it's like Pep and Oli have been in management for the same amount of time. Yes, Gazza raises a point and says, well, Barcelona is different from from uh, Manchester United. But even if we look at Oli's track record in Norway, right, where he managed uh, Molde, which is which was a traditionally over well not overachieving but like dominant, basically like a Bayern or Juventus of Norway, and yet it's still you know even then he wasn't winning like championships in Norway. So that's just my point. Like there's no track record of him doing anything of you know significant note. Yeah, and Tuba, you wanna jump in there, bro? Yeah, do you know what? Uh, I'm always curious actually on when 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 they select managers. You know, like you guys have made some very good points on on how <laughs> this guy's got no track record. Literally, it's basically it's like it's like tryouts. You know, he's in trials and he comes in to a very good team and makes one or two quality signings that he probably doesn't even know how to use. Given Donny as a um, as an example, you know, don't you think these clubs genuinely have a reason for signing for 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 bringing in these types of managers? You know, I, I'd I'd like to believe in 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 the biggest club in the world with the amount of money Manchester United has, you wouldn't just take risky decisions like signing a guy who's gone to who's gone to uh, nowhere and whatnot, and you know he hasn't doesn't really have a track record like that. You know, probably sit down with them and hear his philosophy on football. You see, you know, unless if there's a hidden agenda towards it, which I don't see, but I'm. I'm always really curious because you you, you take that yeah? and uh, Ole is coming and United second. For me personally, I feel like that's because the, the league this season was just unorthodox. Things just didn't go the way they should. Have. Like I didn't expect the um Leicester to bottle the you know the league etc. There are some teams in the top ten where I'm like, since when you know? So everything about this season just seemed unorthodox. And for me, even Manchester United coming second seems strange. So do do you credit that to Ole and believe in the people? Who selected and that listen, they saw something, you know. Uh, I, I I don't see it presently, you know. Or are they really just take are they, are they just gambling, you know? And the gamble at the very least, I can't say it's paid out, but at the very least, we've come second. Yeah, and I hear that fully. Our guys had a, a racist hand up, but I'll come back to you guys. I think for me, like I see it as when clubs have managers of this stature, it's because there's always a reason. Like, look at Ole. Ole is not a guy who's going to go to the board and talk back at them and say, Ah, you guys didn't give me this player. You didn't give me that player so they want a, a yes man and we always see this time and time up again and that's that's what it is in my united you know they've got someone who they can control and that um no matter what happens um he won't get fired unless my united are seriously seriously in trouble so it's one of those ones that that's what i personally think i think guys wanted to, to say something i won't take too much time nah bro you just hit the nail on the head there oh less pressure on the board every player every fan is going to be completely about Ole not necessarily the board or the manager you see just for example in these recent times you see Conte he's at odds with um, the board of Inter Milan for not wanting to sell players if there was a, a manager like Ole that that uh, those protests from the manager would not actually occur in the case of United he, Ole has not gotten his signings he's been quiet if that was Jose it would be the whole new mess exactly and that's what it is now um, Specs you want to jump in yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. like like, I don't want to say that's the only reason Lamp got the child off, but I think they also saw a situation where they can't make signings, right? And they're like, okay, who here in the world of football won't complain about going a whole season without making any signings? And the choice was obvious. And you know, Frank is a club leader. He's not going to say anything. He's also like, I hold this. And same with Porter. It's just people who won't complain. Because the season, that season, United finished second London Mourinho. Even though, I know people always say this, even though Mourinho had 
what two cents of the previous season. All we need to understand, timing just don't work sometimes. You see something, all right, and it just doesn't happen. When you came back, the main fans went and was like, oh, man, I want Harry Maguire. I was the noise. There was just noise from the beginning. You know what, man, I always say this. Man, it's for Mourinho getting set in that summer. Before the season even started, it was, you know, I always followed Mourinho, and I saw him at Chelsea, and I could just see it coming from the, from the first year's conference in pre-season. He was, he was getting sacked because him and the board just went, it was just over. As soon as he thought, like, yeah, it's all about getting someone who will stay here, won't complain, don't make a signing, I pull card, no problem. But me, it's a nice, to be honest, but that board was guy. Exactly, and I actually agree with that. You know, I think one thing that we've all starting to notice is like this trend of former players becoming managers, and more often than not, it's they are the ones who are controlled because, as Spex said and as Gaz said, like these guys are legends of the club. So of course they're gonna, in somewhat or some way, unite the fan base, quote unquote. And ooh, the board will be like, we don't really, we don't care. Probably the board will tell them, listen, if you finish top four, top three, maybe go on a cup run, your job is safe, no matter what, you know. So it's like one of those ones where, yeah, I'm not with it really. I think for me, I'm always about like, of course, at Chelsea. Speaking from a Chelsea point of view, I don't like uh, the culture of hiring and sacking, but at the same time, you've seen that when the board do it the the decision is justified you know and yeah it's just it's just a strange situation i don't understand how ole is probably still at a job at man united when there's a pool of managers who are free right now in the market so it's baffling for me i don't know if into i wanted to to say something uh i think actually on on regarding the the whole managers thing i'm 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 not quite sure what goes on uh in terms of bringing in a manager and i'm not quite sure who they talk to what not you know, I'm sure first of all, board of di- um the football director in, in each club. I understand Man United recently got one. Um, and then probably you know the the owner of the club, you can see, or the, the major shareholder, and they sit down and discuss. I, I think the way it's moved now, you know, football has moved from a place of try of not trying of being a philosophical and beautiful game to just being all about money. It's a very difficult thing to explain because if if a club is all about money, obviously they'll bring in the best manager at that time you know someone who's coming into instant impact you know Conte your type of players you know your type of managers rather. but your managers that will build your club you know for long for, for longevity you know so you've got it may take two three four years they become less attractive you know because it takes too long you know? so there's just that everyone wants that instant gratification mostly because of the pressure of us as fans you know we we've seen Man United at the top now they're going a bit down and now we want that instant so like they'll try and please us by bringing in big names and when those big names don't deliver like Louis van Gaal and David Moyes and, and Jose Mourinho when they don't deliver the biggest prizes instantly you know they sack you know so even the managers available at the present moment they're not the type of managers that want to come in and just all of a sudden they've won you know but in the next season they've got nothing else you know they, they want to come in and build something for the future and i think clubs are have become too money oriented you know, which is basically the shift of football be, becoming more of um, a money-making scheme rather you know so i don't know that's probably why at the very least that's how i see it i don't know what you guys think you know if i can piggyback off that maybe even deviate a bit it goes back to or well, my perspective on that it goes back to what specs and i was saying is that yeah we want to win but like if there's a plan that's okay and here's another thing like duba you said earlier that you know as long as there's like beautiful football or you know you can see some sort of progress right and i actually agree with that because if you can see some progress 
then there's promise that you can take the next steps. For example, Jurgen Klopp, first few seasons, there was a bit dodgy. Then you got, you know, Salamane, who he even beefed up the defense. You could see that, okay, going forward, they were doing well, but they didn't have the defense yet to sort of like um, contend for trophies. But you could tell that there was a plan. Same thing with Guardiola. Guardiola first season at City, it wasn't the best. They won, I think, just a cup or something, if I'm honest, if they even won anything. But you could see that, you know, he was putting things in place. Oli, I can't really, I can't see what he's putting in place because it goes back to the whole thing that Specs and I have, like, like against Oli, is like, okay, if you're going to be terrible, be terrible with the plan. Don't be terrible and lost. Pick, pick your struggle. And that's just my whole my whole gripe with Oli. Yeah, exactly. That's all, you know, ultimately, that's what it comes down. Like, don't be useless without a plan. Like, have have a plan, like useless showing something. Like honestly, uh, if if I could sit and watch United uh, and tell you what they identify, what they identify is, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be happy with also. But you know, I'm like, you know, if he's something, there's something where maybe maybe if he learns something new, he can take the board or something. But you can't see it, like you said, with Klopp, Klopp his first few seasons at Liverpool before he won anything. I mean, yeah, they weren't great, but you could see the, the high prayer coming in, all these different facets of what Klopp does. They were there even. Even when you don't have the quality players, you could all see the different things you're trying to put in. Pip came in the first season, yeah, didn't do well, but you could see all those little things like moving, moving the wing back into midfield, all those little, all that little stuff. And even someone people don't mention often is Graham Potter. Graham Potter, that Brighton team has a different style of play. They have an identity. You know what you're going to get from Brighton. It's just that he doesn't have the players who, you know, properly execute some of the things you want to, but you can see what Brighton does. Even Sean Dyke, really, but you know, exactly what getting on but yeah just one of those things man. We just, we just you, you got it spot on there my brother you know the, the identity of man like what are we I, I don't see what we play we're fine you know we play mostly counter-attack football you know but I can't credit that to Ole because really we've just got fast and brilliant passes you know so it's it's a it's a very difficult thing to understand you know especially for man united why only i think there was there was a there was a time and I think this will explain also the decision to bring in Frank Lampard. Um, I, 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 I can't say it was a trend, but it almost felt like an, an energy, you know, that shifted across the Premier League to try and bring in legends to coach the clubs. Almost as if the clubs had forgotten about who they were. And you need that inspiration from someone that used to be part of the club at a time where it was peak. You know, I, I don't know if, if this makes perfect sense, you know, but you bring in someone, uh, for example, you know, Specs, we, we went to Falcon and perhaps we went at a time where things were, were like were really like Falcon was what Falcon used to be, you know, at the very least, you know. And if if it ever became weaker, you know, eventually if thing if everything failed, you would get the, to a point where they would want to bring in more people who learned there just so they can come and remind or at least instill the old values, you know, of what it used to be. But you have to it's not that simple. You don't just bring in someone, you know, especially someone who doesn't really hold the vision true enough or it doesn't have the, the tactical analysis or the brain you know to, to see that through and so I think it was it was just not ideal or at least Oli wasn't the right person to bring in you know? and I, I I stand by that decision unless I can be proven wrong you know at, at the back of my mind I always have this this thought that perhaps Oli is this brilliant tactician and we just haven't seen you know his 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 dream uh, come to life because we haven't given him time you know and I, I really hope that's the case because if he's really got no plan 
man and he's really the person who we think he is then man united are in for another maybe five six years of you know constant disappointment so yeah that's just my thoughts you know and three, i always say this if i can just say it quickly it won't take long i'll never accept this whole thing about managers need time because in three no not even i think tuchel had like two double sessions with chelsea and these are had structure so i'm i'm not giving anyone time anymore <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Doesn't exist. Performed the greatest coaching job I've ever seen in my life. This man, bro, it's I don't like... know how he doesn't make things how he did it. In one season, he turned Chelsea into a completely different team. Like how? How is that possible? Ah, uh, Tuchel. Show me sessions. Man must bring out the more balls, bro. That's when I knew this one is serious, bro. Do you know what Oli does at training sessions? And I'm not even trolling. Asks pics. This will. When I saw this fam, I, I unsubscribed to the Manchester United YouTube, bro. They bring out those, you know, those like bins, the ones that you hold the hand when you move. And then they try to kick the balls into the bins, fam. What what skill does that replicate? Like, oh my days. Oh, oh my days. Exactly, fam. <laughs> no, man. Uh, man United is actually a joke. How like, how You know, mm. the only thing that gives me peace is that we are so terrible, and yet Arsenal is somehow still worse than us. These men dragging Arsenal. Arsenal catching stray bullets. How bad do you have to be, fam, to be worse than Okay, United? let's let's start focus on the negativity as much, guys. He, Ole is definitely staying next season. Is there a way to make him a better manager and a better team? I'm hearing rumors about Sancho coming in for 80 or 90 million. Last summer, that was the story. Does Sancho make your team better and compete to the next level? Okay, for me, just, make... just, sorry, just to get my thoughts out of the way and then let you guys have the floor. I think for me, it's like, no matter how many players you get into that team, into that Manchester United team. At the end of the day, you need to have a tactical plan, bro. That's what it is. You can have Sancho, you can have um, Basuma, you can have all these players, man, Declan Rice, all these man, man United linked to. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a plan for them and if you don't have a tackle plan for them, they're just going to be like, oh, they're the big signings like Pogba. They're all just going to flop and they're going to made to look bad. It's just what it is. So, yeah, Tino wanted to say something. I forgot what I wanted. Oh, well, no, I think I remember. I mean, at this point, yeah, I think United is not salvageable. We just have to wait. Ish. And I hate to say this, God forbid, we just need to wait for something to happen to Ole because they're not going to sack him and I don't want him to get hurt or anything don't that's not it. But like at this point, the Cirque's gonna be here until like he has like I don't know, like amnesia or something. Because they, they're not gonna sack the Cirque. Because if they sack the Cirque, then that that means because they passed up on Botch Allegri. Right now they're passing up on Conte. All these guys. That means that if they sack Oli, right? They sack essentially Jose for Oli. So that means that they're gonna look like even worse idiots than Oli. So they can't afford to. But like the gas says, like focus on the positives. I mean, let's just go get Sancho. Let's go get Cristiano. He wants out of Juventus. Let's get pursued. Let's just go play street ball, bro. Let's play, you know, earns just one touch and all that stuff. Because we're not going to win trophies with Oli. So let's just at least, you know, tune in every weekend to watch Oaks just nutmeg players and we'll count nutmegs as our points tally instead of goals and stuff, bro. Yeah, and I definitely, I, I agree with that, bro. Um, Spicks, you wanted to say something? Ah, um, hey, for this Norwegian makes my, my blood boil. Like, ah, whenever I think of it. You know, main is right, bro. We, we might we might evolve just to find a pool of stars. I might evolve. Because you know what? It, it's all based on. Like, even, even though I'm always preaching that I want to fall out, 
I know he won't go. Like, I just know he won't. So you know what? I'll be as confident winning a trophy as packing the squad with the super strong. You might as well. Just go sign everyone and go give Ancho, give Ronaldo, go bid 200 million for Kane, go give Victor Rice, whoever's needed. Go buy, go give Donnarumma, Curtis Cahaya, Dean Henderson, Donnarumma, go buy Taylor Navas as well. You might as well do that. It's the only way. I promise you, we will not win anything with this guy at all. No chance at all. And you know the thing, the problem is right now, sack force and where do you go from now? They've wasted too much time. That's the problem now. They've taken too much time. You sack Sosa and where do you go? That's all I want. That's why I want to ask them. Where do you go to some Sosa now? That's the problem. You're United. You're always going to have a lot of pull. The stature of your club is always going to attract the top class managers. I, no, right. You're right. I agree right. with that. But, but those top managers, where are they right now? Think of where those top managers are at right now. Color and slot. You can't go leave Real Madrid for United. Allegri ain't going to leave Juventus for United. Like, it's, it's a dead end, bro. There's nothing. You know what's crazy, Specs? The one person available or not available in the entire world who could actually turn around United is the exact opposite of what the board wants, and that is Antonio Conte, because he will be in their face every single day. But they don't want that, and and that's actually what we need. So that's why I say like we're, we're actually stuck in limbo for a while. Yeah, we don't. We just gotta wait for someone to get that. Wait for someone to get that, and then we can start thinking of getting rid of all. Right now, we might as well just sign all the star players. You know, if you keep us in top four, at least maybe maybe push for the title, you know, just a little bit. I mean, these keep us in the top four. Might as well keep forcing it. It is what it is. I mean, I mean, my hope is that under Solskjaer, I think our ceiling is maybe one or two community shields. I mean, hopefully. I think that's a stretch, actually. I really don't see Solskjaer. There was this one comment that he made. Oh my God. I think that one really, I, that's when I realized that no, here, this is really a PE teacher. Oh, when he was talking about, um, it was about, what what, what was it, the final? We was talking about, um, uh, yeah, you know, people, everyone just looks to win the trophy. You know, we just want to play. I'm like, what? <laughs> we are looking to win the trophy. What are you talking about, man? You said, go boost what? Me, that's oh, a loser man. mentality, man. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's not cut out for it, you know. He's, uh, he's just not, you know, at, you know, actually, we could go all day about, about only. I, there's just some mess in my mind that I, I, I need to ask this question. How on earth did Chelsea win their Champions League? Guys, I, you know, I can't believe that a team that beginning of season, at least for a third of the season, I thought these guys can't even make it to Europe. And all of a sudden, you find them, they're now beating <laughs> teams where you think to yourself, how on earth? And yeah, um, brilliant players, sure. But the chemistry just wasn't working. You know, you got Timo Werner missing, well, clear-cut chances. I I, I personally think Timo Werner's a... a, 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 a a left wing back or right wing back actually <laughs> but you got team of winner missing clear chances you have just the chemistry just wasn't balancing you have the likes of Christensen Rude okay Rudiger's good but Christensen is yeah Christensen is a fraud actually and the same team first of all they don't just win the Champions League they start off by going up the table and they're now in a position where they're third and it's as unlike that they end up fourth but they're third and they're making it in the Champions League either way oh, fine you know, and then they make it to quarterfinals okay yeah it's chance they make it to semi semi finals and you're like wow Chelsea 
Chelsea, you know, and, and it seems that, you know, I wrote them off. I'm like, there's no way Chelsea is going past this. And they actually made it. And for me, I couldn't believe it. I I, I, I still thought, you know what, this is this this is just probably luck, you know, obviously it's, it's overdue now. And they made the finals. I'm thinking Pep has this and Pep goes and fumbles. Like, how do you start a game without a CTM against Kai Havertz? Wow, wow. Um, this is why I say Tuchel performed the greatest coaching job I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. Chelsea, they, they looked like they were going nowhere under Frank. You know, I was happy every weekend watching a Frank Lampard team, you know, vibes and that. Mason Mount doing his thing. Like, ah, there goes Uncle Frank again. Oh, nice. inshallah, bro. Oh, galore. It was, it was beautiful. I didn't too good. But also, Pip. I Pip made up in that fight. I don't know. Pip, Pip has a thing. He didn't. He didn't. No, listen, listen. Oh, listen. Wait, wait, wait. Hear me out, sir. Hear me out. It started with him. Don't get me wrong. Tuchel has that guy's number. Like, from the league, the FA Cup, and now the champion. He has, I don't know. It's like people, Tuchel, and he just got terrified. And he was like, you know what? Maybe if I, if I put this midfielder, surely one of them will get me through. Surely, if I put a set in midfield, that's not how you play. So all season you play with the CDM, then all of a sudden, time for the final, like, I'm going to change what works for me. And it is what it is. Yeah, I'll say my thoughts after um, Tino. Yeah, I just wanted to say that being, I think I'm a Pep Guardiola super fan. I think that's well documented, which is odd for a United fan. But like, I, I also do appreciate a lot of Tuchel's work dating back to when he was at Mines. And I think, like Spec said, um, Tuchel definitely has Pep's number. And uh, while I agree that like Pep did bad. I wouldn't say that he botched it. I'm sort of in the middle between like Specs and Gaz. I wouldn't say he botched it. I think he took a few calculated risks in the final that just didn't pay off. It happens. It's football. Um, but I think that people focusing on what it did, often what that happened that does that it takes away from all the work and you know what Tuchel actually achieved. So I think that's something that we just shouldn't lose sight of is you know the greatness of Thomas this season. That's just my point. Yeah. Um, Gaz. Me, it just showed the difference in the in the. Ex- in the experienced coach as compared to Lampard. Lampard, he he just set a bad precedent in the squad where bad vibes were there. Uh, ousting players like Rudiger, Alonso. Those things, if you don't sell those players, those players are always going to be in the dressing room causing dissent and that affects the whole team. When Tuchel came in, he said, no, let me give my experienced players some room to breathe and give them game time. Aspie back in the team, Rudiger back in the team, Alonso back in the team. So many other players, including also structure was very important for Tuchel and our counter press when you have a system in place it doesn't matter how bad Werner is or Havertz if the structure is there the team can play well that's how modern football is it's about systems if your system is not good you won't win anything look at Bayern look at Liverpool look at Man City look at Chelsea now it's about the system and I agree bro I think system is so key in football now as I keep stressing like if you don't have a system you can sign as many players as you want but then if you don't have a plan and system for them it's just gonna look rubbish and it's just gonna look like it's vibes and all that um Tula, you wanna say something yeah i wanna i want to add that i think you know the one thing for me that really struck me is uh, i don't i don't know if you guys watch uh suits or if you read 48 laws of power 
And basically, the way I saw the, how the Chelsea game happened, you know, how we speak to the suit said that I always win, not because I play the game, but because I play the man. You have uh, Thomas Tuchel losing to, you know, useless teams. I, I don't know. Someone, well, when he came in, he was brilliant, you know, and he took over the Chelsea team, took them to a next level. But against Pep, I'm sure he never lost against Pep. I don't know if I have my facts straight, but this season, I don't think he did, you know. And for me, it's just he understood him so well that he basically knew what he would do. So basically, he played the man, you know, he, you study the way Pep sorts out his teams, etc. And, you know, Pep now, because he's lost to him already, he goes and changes his team, removes the CTM. Since when? I've never seen Pep do that, which is was shocking for me actually you know and you know Tuchel saw that you know he saw the weakness in in Pep's thinking which is I, I think Pep overthinks things sometimes he's too tactical you know and you you think about things which won't happen you know the scenarios just don't happen and that's what happened perhaps in that game and Tuchel played Guardiola he literally played against him personally you know the way he thinks and he beat him like that was it was so tactically brilliant i i enjoyed the game you know because first when i saw it i'm like chelsea Chelsea and Man City I don't really expect much I expected it to be as boring as the Liverpool and Tottenham final but this game was so interesting and tactical you could see that Tuchel actually he put some good thought into this and he didn't play the game he played Guardiola and beat him so yeah I'm I'm as much as I dislike Chelsea, mostly because of the fans, but yeah, I'll have to give it to them. The, the manager is brilliant. Yeah, bro. Even just to touch upon, I think you've just hit everything on the head. I think for me, it's like even um, Tino said it, guys said it. Like most people, all the media were focused on Pep and how Pep made the mistakes, but not much credit was given to Tuco. And for me, it's just sometimes it shows that some these guys were like they're trying to push the agenda and they're trying to see Pep win the, um, the Champions League. But even looking at it from Pep's point of view, I think Tuco is really Pep's kryptonite, you know. And I say this because if you're Pep Guardiola, Tuco's beaten you twice. Sure, you everyone will come up with the excuse of saying, ah, we played our weakest team and all that. But in the final, he had a full strength team. You can literally pick anyone and he still picks a team without a CDM. As Pep Guardiola, what do you now do? How do you now conquer this? Like, you know, this guy's beating you twice. How do you now go about planning your team for the final? When in the first game, you played two CDMs in Rodri and Fernandinho. They got overran. The second game, you played Rodri and I think um, Gundogan. And again, the midfield got overran. So now in the third game, how do you now go on about trying to beat this guy? Was it beating you twice? Specs, you wanted to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I was going to say is actually now a response to what you what you just asked right now. I think what what it is is Pepper's event is also his greatest weakness. The fact that he's such a, a tackle genius, he's always thinking about the game and he's so into it, makes him make these type of decisions. And the biggest games win it matches most. Because if you see if you look at him at Man City, right? in fact not even just the Man City, since he left Barcelona and the Champions League and the big at the biggest stage and the biggest game, you always I don't know, he's overthinking and does too much to try and win that game. But instead, like what you Said, right, he's already lost eyes to this guy. I think it's at that point, right, where you're like, okay, grab everything, I'm just gonna go back to what I know here, go back to the basics of you as a manager, what you do here, and just set up a team like that. Don't try to overcomplicate. I mean, the interview before the game had with Real Ferdinand, he literally he literally said exactly what Chelsea were gonna do, and Chelsea went and did that. But it just shows you how much you're paying attention to Chelsea instead of just saying, okay, look, I'm just gonna set up my team to go in a game. 
regardless of who I'm playing to. Let me just set it up to go win a game. And that's it. And I think sometimes that's all you need to do. And just get everything. Set up a team to win a game. Don't focus on who you're playing against. Just set up to win a game. And that's yeah, it. I agree with Specs. And you know, it's interesting that you bring that up about the Rio Ferdinand thing because I was actually going to bring that up. Is that I've noticed a trend with him is that before he came across Jurgen Klopp, he never used to prepare for a game thinking, let me go nullify his, my opposition. He always used to be thinking along the lines of, like, if you read his, like, biographies and I can tell you guys, I think I have before, like, his thinking is always like, okay, what can I do to accentuate my team's strengths? Then he ran into Klopp at Dortmund and uh, Klopp at Liverpool and now uh, Tuchel at Chelsea. And now he's worrying more about what the other team is doing rather than focusing on his own strengths. And also, just the second thing I want to say is, what if Pep isn't really overthinking? What if he's just getting beat? Like, why can't that be a possibility that the other managers just start doing him? I mean, because if he's this tactical genius, which we all believe him to be, then is it not plausible to, you know, assume that maybe he's just getting worse? I mean, every manager's career has a shelf life of greatness. You've seen it with Jose, even Sir Alex, Arsenal, and so sometimes you just get found out and you just get whooped. I, I think it's possible. But um, you, you make a good point, actually, that, that last point that, you know, he's he's just getting beaten. And perhaps, perhaps that's the case. But when, when I look at, you know, I think Pep has an era, you know, the, the, the Barcelona false nine Messi era. And for me, it's when you look at brilliance, you know, the way he approached the game at that, you know, the, even just his tactical approach to the game, it was so brilliant and so profound that even after today, you know, that's how, that's what people still study. If you want to understand the whole false nine law, which is Pep, Pep was, he, he, he is a tactician, you know, and perhaps the curse of genius to a certain extent is that sometimes you overthink things, you know, it's you, some, you can't take things to be simple most times. You know, sometimes you just get beaten by pure simplicity, which is what I believe he's you know that's that that's his shortcoming at the very least you know he will overthink things you know and as a result because you overthink a lot of things you know, you'll get beaten a lot more times you know? but i mean still even even with that you know he's still a champion of england you know? so some things he just doesn't get right and given that you know he's now at man city uh, how many years has it been now and he still can't win a champion you know there's it, just it's just not working out for him and I truly believe that when it finally does click for him, you know, when it when he finally does get right the way he did with Barcelona, if he ever does, you know, um, he will be outstanding, exceptional to say the least. So yeah, presently there's there's just no other way to put it. You know, you just got to be straightforward about it. You know, the, the other managers are bettering him and they are outperforming him at the very least. You know, um, but I still believe truly that it's a result of him overthinking things instead of the other managers being better than him. Honestly, I can't blame Pip for these losses, in my opinion. I think it's just a Man City mentality thing of it's the players. The players, even when, when the game began, they were not they were not forceful. It's not like this is tournament football. Tournament football, from the, from the first whistle, you need to be in, in the opposition's throats. They did not do that. I think they should have started Fernandinho, maybe. Robin Hood's got a bit of grit. You need those types of players to win a Champions League. You need a Ramos, you need a Rudiger, you need those city players in the team. Man City, they don't have it their way. They mostly, they always lose. That's, they can't win. I, that's 
my main point of Man City. That's the truth. They can't deny. Yes, Specs. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, before before Specs says it, I just wanted to point out as one of our old coaches is to say, "Don't play nice. You're dirty. <laughs> you're too clean. <laughs> too clean. You're too clean." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, but you know what? Uh, you know, like something well said. Uh, sometimes when you when you're a genius like that, uh, it's the simple things that can be. I mean, just just to show you how simple it can be, right? Salsa, my word, the Salsa know how to beat him. In fact, I don't even know he knows how he does it. But it just seems to happen against him. Everything flips. It's just like what, what the team on top. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he wakes up. And it's funny. It's funny, actually. Um, I think the way to cure, if, well, I can't say you can cure genius, but the way to overcome genius is with pure stupidity. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Oh, my goodness. More than <laughs> please, can, please, can that be on the trailer for this? That was, that was magnificent. Like, like, I love that. that. Is, oh, that, that is, it's, it's the yin and the yang, you know. So, personally, you can't say that. Um, Ole is a better tactician than, than, than Pip. It's just, Ole, it just doesn't, he has no clue what he's doing. And he comes in <laughs> to play Pip. That has calculated probably every possibility of the game and set out a team in the most likely one. And he gets beaten because Ole simply plays, well, he doesn't he doesn't set out, but Ole simply falls under the least likely ones because no one expects him to be that ridiculous. You know what? I agree with you too. I actually hadn't thought about it until you said it, but that's actually quite smart. It's like Pep is always preparing. Like he's playing like Klopp one week, Tiff or the other, even Graham Potter and Ralph Arsenal. These guys are the plans. He's like, okay, this is their plan. Let me go watch tape. They do this, they do that. And he's now sitting. Preparing for United. My scheme is just like there until 5 a.m. Like, what the hell do these guys even do? And I think he'll just be so vexed. <laughs> he doesn't even know what to tune his players, fam. Mm. But I think mm. ign- ign- <laughs> ignorance is the best way to beat Pep Guardiola. I think we found the way. <laughs> yep. No other way to put it. Wow, you guys are spitting, man. Yo, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, you guys are jumping there. Like, if you compare him with Klopp, Klopp always has the same 11. Doesn't matter who is playing, he's gonna play Sadio Mane, Firmino, and Salah up top, and you know the rest of the team top to bottom. There's no changing for tactical reasons, just goes out and just plays. Or Pip is just he thinks too hard. You guys are right, he just thinks too hard. Man, that's facts. I mean, yeah, uh, I think Specs, sorry, you wanted to, to add on to something there. No, no, I'm Specs wanted to say that Ole is useless. I I felt it coming, and <laughs> he's been saying it for a very long time now. Ah, oh, bless the guy, man. He's, yeah, on, give Ole time, on. Just give him a couple more seasons. Uh, I think I, I I I agree with with me here that yeah, time, especially in this modern day and age, you know, if if you if you're a genius, we should speak from the start. Or at the very least, if you're a genius and it's taking you a bit of time to understand, we must see an identity. And I think that is so key in football. You know, like become so good at what you do, you know, that be a basically unplayable, you know, come in with your tactics and you can see that, no, you know, Man United right now is playing this type of football. We might not get it right often and we might not, you know, prosper so much at the beginning. 
but the identity builds and we become better at it, you know, and we come become so accustomed to it that it's once we get it right, it's difficult to to mess up, you know. So we become brilliant for the next 10, 15 years. And then afterwards, you know, we, we will lose the game. You see, because that's just it's not even just football, that's life, you know. You the wheel turns, you'll be brilliant for this period of time. Afterwards, you know, you go down, you see, ask the likes of Leeds, ask Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal actually is included, you see. So yeah, um, just the fact that we've got no idea. Identities is what really doesn't sit well, and it's 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 perhaps the the telling tale of Manchester United that we are not being coached by a capable coach. We are just playing our brilliant players, and their quality is what's leaving us where we are. And I think that's just the perfect way to end everything off. I think you guys have literally said everything that you wanted to say, getting everything off your chest. You guys, um, very interesting debate, really a debate that could really really go on for a long period of time you know I think a lot of Man United fans probably I'll say 75% of the fan base really want to lay out some of them are still clinging on to that hope that maybe he may do something um Bix uh, probably is part of that 25% that thinks that it might change Bix do you have anything to say about yeah that? I wanted to say one more thing get that Norwegian food on my sure. club thank you <laughs> oh my days um yeah I think that does bring an end to a very interesting show today thank you so much to all the Guys, for coming on, thank you to Specs, thank you to Fon for bringing in the the knowledge and expertise. Man, it was actually a very enjoyable episode. We did, I enjoyed it personally, really. But thank you so much for coming on, guys. No stress, no stress. Thanks, thanks. That was it, 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 it was a good episode. Can I just say quickly that the third of April was the best day all season. That was the best game that I ever saw. You remember what happened? What? I probably don't. Third of April, I'll tell you. West Brom by, you know the rest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> say no more, my brother. Say no more. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm okay. about that game but that game yeah it started at 6am and I remember going to bed thinking obvious when I wake up Chelsea gonna be ahead all cup it was the 60th minute and it was 3-1 I was like oh and then I saw red card I was like oh Chelsea what's going on beautiful game that was like gotta say yeah and I also enjoyed the Villarreal game I'm sure you guys also enjoyed it as well you know um, we also enjoyed Leipzig yeah. Leipzig was my favorite game of the season oh yes even Istanbul oh, yeah. bro. you're forgetting exactly. Istanbul I agree with guys I did enjoy when we scored five games Leipzig, you're right, guys. Shout yeah, out. and and failed to qualify when you when you needed one point. But yes, um, brilliant, brilliant. I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, so this Scotia guy really failed to get a point in two games. <laughs> I get that Norwegian fraud on my club. And he had wow. Fuck the bus. Oh, fuck the bus for one game. Oh, get a point and move on. That's all we. Ah, you know what? It's all okay. I'm quiet now. <laughs> Man, ah, we could literally go on all night. But you know, thank you so much to everyone who's listened uh, up to this point. We do really appreciate all of y'all. Please um, remember to like our social media, follow our social media platforms. Um, also hit us up on Discord as well. We're on there every single weekend doing watch-alongs for football, Formula One, um, NBA, or you can name it, all the sports we do on there. So make sure you do check it out. But up to this point, we are done, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, have a nice and we'll see y'all in a bit.